Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Um, guys, welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. Hi. I feel welcome. Hello. Uh, the show... The show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. Oh, perfect intro. That was a pretty Nailed solid it. intro. Everything leading up to this could have give, been, was a podcast in and of itself. Yeah. Do they give awards for intros to podcasts? Because I think we they just must. won. They, they do must. now, and you just won one, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. Congrats. Yeah. Hi, totally I'm Adam won. Todd Brown, by the way. Hi. And uh, what, what do we got over you? Here? Uh <sighs> Back what? into the fold. Yeah, Gross. What is this? Just when I think I'm out, <laughs> they pull it right on. It's me, fucking Jeff May. Fucking Jeff May. Jeff May. Jeff May back in the fold, doing a best bad movie ever. First. Jeff May back My again. first. My, not, tell a friend. Tag team. Oh. There it is. Edit that out, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry. We're leaving it all in. All yeah. Stand in. I thought it was this, all right. This is all rich, yeah. rich quality content. Uh, I was asked to do this and replied with about seven movie posters. Yep. It, it was long. It was a long list. And there are. this is the first one that I'm going to do because it is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. The first <laughs> of seven. I hopefully. like that you touched an area of your body nowhere near your heart. Oh, okay. You were showing your shirt. I was showing my shirt. And what's on your shirt, Jeff? My shirt is actually of the property that this movie is based on. Which, oh, wait. They, they saw the title of this episode, so they know. There's no, no like surprise. The going. There's you no su- the There's no suspense. They got spoiled already. Right. Well, this could be for all of our blind listeners. Right. I mean, you guys we let probably... blind people listen to this? We force blind people yeah. to listen I to mean, this. I mean... Yeah, I imagine podcasts are a huge form of entertainment for blind people. Wow. It's like the worst episode or movie version of Jennifer 8 I've ever heard of. <laughs> we're doing Jennifer 8. Jennifer 8, everyone, no. Uh, no, it's we're doing Masters of the Universe. Uh, Masters mean, yes. of the Universe, which has been easily and readily accessible on YouTube for quite some time. Has it? It's yes. also it's free I, on, the, on I, the Amazon. It's, it's free on Prime. It's on Prime. I think it's like one of Amazon or YouTube's free movies. Like for it a is. while there, they did like they did a thing where they just put a bunch but of free it, movies. But it used up. to be, but it's not like, just on. Well, yeah. Who's going to watch that in the Punisher? You're going to sue someone over He Man. There's a lot of there's a lot of free Dolph on YouTube. Uh, A lot of free Dolph Lundgren. But the other part of that is because it was Canon Films and they tanked. Oh right, yeah. So like, it's this. I don't know what the legality of it is, but it's a very gray. Like, eh. they tanked in part because of this movie. This uh, this wasn't. It was one of. It was during the tank. Yeah. Yeah, this is this was mid tank, and uh, yeah, the, the legality of it is if you if all of the witnesses are dead, then a crime never happened. It's true. <laughs> um, they, this... they have to kill Dolph Lundgren to keep YouTube. <laughs> and good luck. And Frank Langella. The fact, yeah, that, yeah this matters. <laughs> the fact that this matters so little that it's free makes me sad because watching it for the first time yesterday. Really? Yep. Um, my first impression was, oh, they wanted to be a Star Wars. Boy, did they! Yeah, yeah, they, they really. They did. They wanted hoping. fantasy Star Wars. That's yeah, what they it was wanted the to middle do. of the eighties, man. Every movie was trying to be the Star Wars. Right. And it wasn't it was, the worst idea. No, it was Conan Star Wars. Well, yeah. that's the property was literally what was meant to be the Conan property that didn't end yeah, up taking off. They because, got sued. No, Conan was uh, rated R, uh, oh. and then Mattel was like, "We can't fucking make 
toys off of a rated R movie with tits in it. Yep. And then the people that made RoboCop uh, are like, oh, yeah. Which makes them cowards. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you can absolutely make toys from a rated R movie with tits in you it. Could, you couldn't in 1981. Sure. You know, like, that's just that's just not. They, they could have been the first, Jeff. Sure, but they're mm. Mattel. They're not going to be the first. <laughs> they were specifically going for, like, yeah, not quite Star Wars. I read that Beastman was first rejected as a toy because he looked too much like Chewbacca. Like, it was clear what they were going for, yeah. but they, they didn't want to make it so on the nose. But, like, with the okay. movie, you mean? What? That the, well, the movie was going for Star Wars. Oh, no, just Wars. the, 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 no, no, the property The property, because it was yeah. 1976, Mattel was basically like, we want to... Let's see, I looked it up. The CEO declined a deal to produce um, Star Wars action figures. Yeah, and then got pissed about it. Yeah, and then they were just like, well, let's make our own action There's figures. There's a really great this came from. episode oh. about... The He-Man toys. And the toys that made us. The toys that made us. Uh, There's that, but there's also a documentary on Netflix called I Have the Power, which follows the entire history of Masters of the Universe. And there is a little chunk that um, covers the movie as well. And it's really great. You can see them, you know, in their advertisements, they were really trying to sort of grab the Frazetta images for the toys. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they... Like, the thing about making a movie based on toys is there are rules that you have to keep. And the reason it's very Star Warsy, like, there are stormtroopers in this movie. Yes. Uh, and they have to be robots because, like, you have to minimize the murder in this. Yes. I, had read that, I had read that they had a specific direction from Mattel that was like, He-Man cannot kill anyone on yeah. screen. No person, no people can be killed. So he shoots robots, which, by the way, if you are local to the Burbank area and you want to check out an entire one of those Stormtrooper suits, you can go to It's a Wrap on Magnolia, which is a store where you can buy clothes from movie sets and stuff. And they literally just have a display Masters of the Universe Stormtrooper outfit. Can there. you buy that? Just you cannot. For wearing around the house? No? I would, mm, I, I that's am, disappointing. I would kill. To own right, that. if you could buy that stormtrooper outfit, Jeff wouldn't be telling us that That's, it was yes. still yeah, there. Jeff He'd be would like, be wearing. I, Jeff, yeah. it would be in the past tense. He would he would be like, I bought this <laughs> Masters yeah. of the Universe stormtrooper outfit, and I I would be wearing it in here. And it is yeah. now you you can see it on display in my home. Yeah, and then Jeff would have vertigo because you'd be very <laughs> warm. Mm. Yeah, Mas- um, master listen, of the listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Too soon. But it's this, hard to stay upright in my seat right now. Jesus. For the listeners, Tom has vertigo right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go vertigo? Fuck yourself over here. Nice. Oh. oh, I'm dying here. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> what, um, okay, so what this movie made me realize, just having watched it, is that it made me realize how dumb Star Wars is. Where it's that it's all like and like we said, a lot of movies made around this time were trying to be Star Wars, and it's just mm-hmm. this roll of a dice where they're just like taking random like the main characters in this movie look like someone grabbed a bunch of action figures out of a bin, yeah. and started playing with them. They're so random. It's well, the I'll thing, tell you what, and I'll it, tell you what, Dave, it looks like that, <laughs> but half of the cast is not characters I was ever familiar with as a He-Man fan sure. and, no. and child watch this movie. And that's one of the complaints <laughs> about this movie. But there's a reason for that. And the reason that they were they because they kept Beastman, Skeletor, Evelyn as villains. Right. And then that's they kept it. and then they kept He-Man uh, Tila and Man at Arms and the Sorceress, and then they were and then they uh, the producers and dra- like creators were like, Hey Mattel, 
we're going to make new characters right. so you can make toys of them. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah. But they all look like they're all in different movies. Yes, and but that's really cool. I yeah. like that about them. Well, that's the thing is that it made me realize like Star Wars is just another roll of the dice and it happened to be the one that hit the jackpot. Yeah, well, but it's well. like any combination of stupid fantasy and sci-fi shit. Like yeah. during this time, like I, I kind of like this movie because it has like a Back to the Future vibe to it. It's and a Star Wars vibe, and it's <laughs> it has like Principal Strickland. In it, it does, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lubbock. it also has the like, yeah, these people traveling through worlds and like, it's look. They also were constrained but budgetarily. They couldn't film a movie in Eternia because it doesn't exist. And sure. The budget would have been crazy. I mean, so what they do is they're like, how can we get these motherfuckers to California immediately? <laughs> Uh, and they do. And they do. Uh, and and eventually How can we get them to New Jersey by way of California. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's pretty aggressive. Yeah, because they said Laurelwood Cemetery, which I looked up, is in Pennsylvania. Oh, huh. Uh, huh. That's where the, it's where uh, Courtney Cox's uh, dead parents are. Yeah, I forgot she was in this. Yeah, yeah. But, I saw- but, then, but then she says her parents flew, were flying to Catalina. Yeah, man, it's a long flight. The, geog- the geography of this film doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm sorry if the geography was the one thing that you... <laughs> Jeff, you know what? I like to know where I am when I'm watching a movie. You know what? You're in Eternia. <laughs> like, it, it's more of a mindset than anything. I saw this movie in theaters. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Because I was... Uh, like, He-Man was so in my wheelhouse. Yeah? Because I was... I was six and seven when the toys came out. Yeah, you were. So I like I had Castle Grayskull. I had all of that shit as a kid. And this this movie, I think, was probably I don't remember it this way, but I'm sure I saw this movie and was like, okay, it's probably time to start thinking about fucking girls or something. Because oh, this by the was time, the one this put you online. <laughs> because by the time this came out, I would have been eleven. Yeah, and I had this. <laughs> I had this, this activated your sleeper cell. I had this falling out with collecting action figures because of G.I. Joe. I had every G.I. Joe. And the next day, the day after I got the last one, I got a fucking flyer in the mail that said, here come 18 new G.I. Joes. And I was like, fuck toys. And I just sold them all. Boy, Damn. You have the anti-collector's fallacy here, where, like, for me, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, the quest is not complete. That's what killed Beanie Babies, too. Yeah. They they announced a bunch of new ones, and people were like, all right, we're done. They overproduced mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And they were stupid. Yeah, they, they were, were stupid. stupid but yeah. He-Man anyway. was dope. Like, my, my... I fucking loved He-Man, dude. I had the benefit of a dad who was into this shit too so he would just like fantasy yeah. like he would go to venture and kmart and all these department stores and like find the figures i needed now here's something i will say about the toys before we get more into the movie here sure there is no action figure packaging that captures my nostalgic feelings more than the masters of the universe gi joe doesn't do it as much for me uh star wars star wars for christ's sake and you know me with star wars yeah masters of the universe packaging is so fucking gorgeous and so nostalgic for me as being like this it because the cards were kind of narrow for the toys and they had this it was like a beautiful red and blue car fuck man i remember when my dad brought home orco for me and i about lost my shit i was so excited People yeah, were pissed that Orko was not in this movie. Right, because yeah. they put fucking, they created Gwildor. And I was like, why is, like, six-year-old yeah. me was just sitting there like, why isn't that Orko? Why is and, there a fucking leprechaun can, in this movie? Canon what Films, the fuck was that? Canon Films is like, 
how the fuck are we going to do Orco? We can't do that. We don't have digital processing yet. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but six-year-old me didn't understand. No, of course he not. was a little right. floaty for, <laughs> for a live-action movie. I mean, Gwildor. Gwildor was interesting. He's you know, jarring. He's it's a very jarring character yeah. to have in this. They should have let him drown. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Get the key. Uh, was Dolph Lundgren dubbed in this? I think he was dubbed with it by himself. Like he, yeah, dubbed he, himself. They, they were planning okay. on dubbing him because if you notice in his filmography, this is his first movie after Rocky Four, and he says about five words it's in Rocky th- Four. Uh, one of my so, God, yeah, nobody knew if he could act. So there's a <laughs> a wonderful story when Cannon, because uh, Stallone had a reputation because of Over the Top and how that was going in. I forget if it was he was visiting Masters because of. Over the top, like it had already happened or it was about to, but he just looked over and like, you know, he's friends with Dolph and he just looked at the director and he goes, you gave that guy lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a beauty. You gave that guy lines. <laughs> I was do that. <laughs> like Stallone, you remember when he punched you so hard you went to the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> you want to maybe not? Because he's been bodybuilding for this movie. Mm. Like, I will say this. I think that He-Man, for what he has to be, you couldn't have picked a better... No, he's perfect. You couldn't have picked well, a better character. They were smart to not really make him the main character. No. Um, like smart, he, no, yeah. Dolph never seems like he fully believes what is going on at any given moment. They he's also mumbling they, through it. They also make him formidable, but not impossible the cartoon he was the strongest man in the universe which you know okay like so Mm -hmm. every time he's gonna like ball a guy up and throw him into the sun or whatever uh but here he's just like a he's like a captain america kind of a thing like he's if you shot him in the face he'd go down you know Right. Yeah, but no, nobody ever does that though. As soon as he man, like he man dictates what fight it is. Like if he shows up with a laser with his laser gun in hand, like the the stormtroopers are like, "Sweet, we get to use our guns." But when he pulls out his sword, like, "Ah, damn it, we can't use our guns now." Yeah. Although he does block some some laser shots with his a few, but like, I mean, but general... not like why did he only block a few? When he blocked that one, I was like, "Oh, you could have been doing that the whole time." Only the ones that are going to hit him. I you guess. had your sword in your hand, like when they shot your gun out of your hand, you could have maybe blocked that with your sword too. I mean, I I feel like it's juggling. If you're not ready for it, you yeah, know, you suppose. might not be immediately reacting to it. Sure. How did uh, how did people take to? how Skeletor is portrayed in this. Skeletor is a goofy fuck in the Skeletor cartoon. is yeah, probably is. what most people consider the highest point of this film. Yeah, sure. I thought it was uh, good, but it, it also would have been good if there was a little of that fucking silliness. They, right, it's, it's way different. Like, you got Frank Langella to come in, like, eagerly came in and wrote apparently wrote a lot of his own really? lines. Yeah, he did. He yeah. takes his, his kids very seriously. His kids were huge fans. Watching him act across Dolph Lundgren, it's like watching like Muhammad Ali fight a scarecrow. Like it's <laughs> it's it's so it's so disturbing. He's so good. And yeah. he the prosthesis, it like he moves his mouth properly in a way that like it conveys everything well he try- he his lines his are lit rubber he th- face he wrote this line that's just like he- he's like contemplative he's like is the is the solitude of of good is you know comparable to the solitude oh, yeah. of evil or something oh, yeah. like that and it was this really like deep fucking line in this toy commercial 
Well, it's great. It's I, so good. I get it because he's probably this is everybody looking at Star Wars and being like, "Fuck, you never know." That goofy goddamn story is yeah. huge. So I better give this all I it, all I got. Well, and the and the toy and the cartoon were huge at this point. Right. So it was like this kind. Well, this I mean, they this also, you know, we. We've we've pointed out like they couldn't really afford Orco, they couldn't really afford to film in Eternia, but like this wasn't a cheap film. Like they spent no, no, twenty two million dollars. Canon, can, this was Canon's kind of like he, this was both Canon and Mattel's like hail mary, right. because yeah. the like we said the toy line and the and the cartoon line and the cartoon were doing well, but they were uh, drastically dwindling, mm-hmm. and they, that's why what Mattel was like, just get this fucking movie out. It's a fair gamble. Like, let's just right. Get yeah, it out. this is kind of at this is kind of at the end of it. Yeah, at the end of the He Man craze, and it, and and it has uh, become a, a massively popular cult film. I think. Sure. Yeah, I feel like there's a universe where like J.J. J. Abrams is doing Masters of the Universe Part Nine right, right now. Yeah, like it. it it it's fine as a movie. It just I don't know. It, it, it's it's the true Flash Gordon meets Star Wars. Yeah. I, idea of that. I just I, yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. It was it's fairly charismatic. Yeah, I mean it's, it's the the human. It's funny because the hum the the, the humans storyline. Like when you follow it, you're like, this is bad. This is a bad story because she's like moving because her parents are yeah, dead. But and she wants yeah. to like restart her life, and he's like, "Well, I guess we're breaking up. That's weird, right?" <laughs> and you're like, "He goes, but then he goes, hey, you gonna come to my sound check? Oh yeah, tonight." She's like, "This is my last day here," and he's playing like a high school gym. Yeah, or so, it looks he's like he's playing the, graduation. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the dance from Back to the Future. Yeah, it my is. favorite detail about that is he he leaves like well first of all they find the cosmic key and he's yeah. like it's a keyboard and he's it's gonna one go of take those it to japanese synthesizers I mean, right he's gonna go take it to his friend at the music shop but he he's like he leaves courtney cox at the auditorium he's like watch all the equipment and don't let anybody in here to steal anything two minutes later it's all on fire yeah yeah because Beast I mean, Man came in fault. and palm punched a dude in the throat. He, okay, he, <laughs> he palm punched that guy, and then in the middle middle of the air, he spun face he down. Rotated. He, he rotated. He through that. Through yeah. 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 Also, that was a door that broke like wood, but it was clearly meant to yeah. be like double doors. And it's like, that is a powerful shot. Yeah. I want to add this, too. The prosthetics and the makeup in this film are fantastic they really are and Mm -hmm. i I think beastman is a good example but the best one by far is saurad and i'm really bummed that they kill because they they made saurad is like a lizard man covered in like copper armor is that the one with the paula dean hair or the one that's the other one (laughs) the one with the the little karg yeah yeah uh karg is is the one that's like a space pirate in a shawl yeah with king of the hill hair or whatever (laughs) with his little hook hand yeah um, but so Saurad, like the way the way the character, it's very designed to be very uh, lizard like, but wearing sort of this armor. It looks amazing, and the breathing process just. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, like, this which, this movie looked a lot better than I expected it yeah. to. I thought it was going to look cheesy. Yeah, yeah. And it I, look it looks really good for an '87 Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. I really great. expected this to be at least boring, and it wasn't. I enjoyed it. Anytime you can have Lubbock, the cop, blasting a shotgun because people are like pissing him off. So he's blasting away all these Eternians. What a fucking character. I'm like, I fucking love that. The fact that he's added into the mix as just like 
the gruff bastard and is then, so great. And then <laughs> he decides he decides to stay. Yeah, because he's, he's banging just like, some 20-year-old. Ah, situation here. He's like this weird New York guy who just doesn't give a fuck. Well, he just showed up to Eternia and blasted like the goddamn Terminator, a bunch of fucking evil villains. Right. I'd be like, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. he, his gun doesn't shoot lasers. It shoots chunks of rock. This was the, Yeah, this is the shit that makes this work. It's like a superpowered caveman. Mm-hmm. That's like what the Eternians are seeing. There. Yeah. Um, I like later on when uh, the bad guys break into Kevin's house to steal the, the cosmic key. Oh, it's her like house, he, isn't it? He just he keeps shouting, get out of here. At yeah. them. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, sorry. The, sorry, the first, sorry. The first character through the door is the gigantic werewolf. Man. <laughs> I wrote that down <laughs> because they bust in. He just starts going, get out of here. Get out of here. Hits him get with a broom. <laughs> get, get on on. Yeah. He's screaming at the Like werewolf. a dog came through the screen door. <laughs> yeah. There's some great, um, which is the one that attacks Courtney Cox and she throws fucking ammonia That's in his Beast face. Man. He has a rough, <laughs> Beast Man has a rough 48 hours, That man. was amazing. Because he, he reacts just like someone who has ammonia <laughs> thrown in their face. He's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. <laughs> That guy, it's, that actor, got ammonia thrown in his yeah. face. Right. No, 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 he really committed. He really committed. It's he wanted not, it to look real. It's not something you expect to see in this. No, yeah. It's yeah. like there's magic swords and stuff, and it's like, no, a little ammonia in the face is all it takes to take one of these guys out. Yeah, and like he's like, I'm fucking blind right now. Yeah. I'm right. a blind beast man. And then she just left the rest of it behind. It's like, that worked. Take yeah. it with you. Yeah. Throw it, it in you, other man. faces. Yeah. Put it in a holster. Put it in a super <laughs> I'm ammonia bitch. Just like spraying everybody like they're cats that just jumped onto the uh it's like this movie is very disjointed. I want to say that because I think that also leans towards how you want to talk about it. Because the amount of highlights of this film and the amount of like really talkable points is fantastic. Like every one of like the stooges, like the bounty hunter guys, are fascinating Mm -hmm. it's essentially they're doing the empire strikes back bounty hunter scene but you get to see Mm -hmm. all of them working well they're making a lot of very bold choices again going back to star wars i think it's because you look at star wars and you're like well there's a lot of crazy shit in here therefore we need to have a lot of crazy shit so i feel like when they thought up those bounty hunters they're just like well a werewolf guy and like a weird little goblin blade guy blade let's make like a robot like and then a i like a a, like a lizard man with a bouffant hairdo and a mink stole yeah and a hook for a hand and a tiny little hook it gets to when like skeletor shows up and there's the portal and a bunch of like silver surfer daft punk looking guys come out yeah you're just like sure why not oh when you mean when he's sieging america yeah yeah (laughs) he's laying siege to the east coast my favorite part about that little gremlin hook hand guy is again when they're raiding uh kevin's house with evil lynn he runs into the the bedroom and rummages around and finds a picture of courtney cox and he's so fucking proud of himself and he's so excited to tell evil lynn he's like look i found her picture and she's like yeah that's great man yeah we know what does it say i can't read this language (laughs) none of us know we don't know this is all just symbols to us i'm glad you found her picture and she's like now now go go sit in the corner and let the the adults work um that's actually that character is the only one that never got a toy release the toy release for kirk uh happened like two years ago from like maddie collector they just didn't make one for him probably 
Because he looked like an asshole. Because <laughs> nobody wanted that fucking toy. That's yeah, why. when they introduced those characters, I, I did kind of feel like that uh, that like, one. That's what you got. Like mm. the, those. Well, like the, the blade guy is really rad. I mean, I I brought one with me, Tom. You don't know this, but uh, I have a blade. I have a mint condition blade, complete he, with swords. From this distance, he just could be Dennis Hopper in Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. He well, really could be. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Hopper could be him, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, man, they this these, like, I was fucking down with these mm-hmm. toys when they came out. Did they yeah. make toys for her dead parents? Yeah. You know what's weird is uh, my friend's uh, therapist is the mother. Weird. Uh, what's weirder is that they come back at the end. Yeah, because they go back in time because yeah, of the weird. key. That was pretty funny. Quildor played some sweet jams and sent him back in time a couple of months. <laughs> Every time they played that thing, I was like, it makes three sounds. Why? You're, you're you, going to be able to use that in one why song. Why does it make But when you play the... Music. Well, because it uses man, sonic it's, tones. Music is to, the key to the universe. I like that yeah, the cop Dave, saw it. The Christ. cop saw it, and he's like, what is this? And like, it's a synthesizer. He just starts smashing And then he starts, he starts playing it, and then he goes, I don't think this is a synthesizer. And it's like, what else could it be? <laughs> he's right, though. He's got that policeman's instinct. Yeah. <laughs> you don't fuck with right, Lubbock. He's the only one that doesn't think it's a piece of Japanese music equipment. Right. And he fucking nailed it. He should be in Eternia. Despite the That's fact true. that there's no equipment on the market that looked like that at the time. From the Japanese, bro. I guess. I'm surprised they weren't like, it's a Soviet bomb. Yeah, yeah. that's it, it looked more like well, a he bomb. Does, he does act ask if it's Soviet. Right. Oh, oh I missed that. When they first, the kid who sees it, he says, look at the size of that hole when he first sees it. I don't know why he says that. Oh, be- nice. Uh, yeah, because it's like cratered in at the... At the fucking oh, he's talking about the crater. Yeah, not the, the crater. Not the, the. I thought there was like a hole on the thing. No, <laughs> I was like, what the? F- is he gonna you gonna fuck this that? thing? Yeah. yeah, you put you put your dick in it. Yeah, it's, it's the Eternian fleshlight. That's how those Japanese synthesizers work. Fuck them. Yeah, it's like a pillow. It's like a body pillow. Oh man, it's there's so much about that. They also got the rights to Purple Haze in this movie. Yeah, I know that, that might have been the most surprising moment. It's like in Clerks when they have an Alice in Chains song in right. it, and you're like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> this is the most on, expensive on, thing. He says that on the commentary for Clerks, he's like, this is more expensive than the movie itself. Yeah, damn, it checks out. I, I mean, mean, that being said, Masters of the Universe soundtrack is going to have the key. Just over and over again, right? <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then I like how they use the power of synthesizers to breach worlds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like later on. What else that. would you use? And then he's getting arrested. Synthesizers were hot in the 80s. I like that Lubbock is just trying to arrest everybody he comes across. Yes, he's like, he runs up to these goblins. He's going to arrest like, a beast right, line man. Up. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He's the, the hero. Yeah. Of this movie. Yeah, he, he is 100%. Listen, man. <laughs> he was in Korea. Yeah. He's not going to take no shit from no werewolf. No, yeah. I thought he was going to be like a big problem at first. And then well, he, he kind of is. Yeah, but like uh, the best kind of problem. Yeah, he's going to put a slug through Skeletor's dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was waiting for him to <laughs> shoot a big in the speech. With a shotgun. Yeah. Do it a big speech, then gets shot in the chest <laughs> by a Beretta. And he's just like, oh my God. Everybody Why would you see Skeletor? I don't know who Skeletor is, but, but you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrapping Skeletor up. That is the energy Maybe he had. Some it was so good. Downtown. Yeah. Are you going to answer him, big guy, or I'm going to go to your boss? 
Skeletor. It's jarring. I googled this movie at one point while I was watching it just to to look up some facts. And it's jarring seeing all the pictures of the characters and then his picture is there. Right. It's like, what is this fucking movie? <laughs> it's so Because it's all these, like, space Conan the Barbarians and then just a guy in a leather jacket with a gun. That was <laughs> so great. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was for budget, but it's the most brilliant thing they could have done because I was watching this. I was prepared for, like, watching Conan where I was like, okay, here to get to watch a bunch of boring people talk for a while right. and then the moment they went into the real world I was like oh shit this is like Thor yeah they're stealing like, this they're is stealing great. ribs yeah and they needed that they needed like regular people to be like what the fuck is this yeah. the, the ribs thing that felt like a breakthrough for you because Jeff notoriously will not eat meat off the bone that's true yeah. and there's that scene where they're eating and she goes why would they put food on these little white sticks and he's like yeah, that was goes, that's a rib bone and everyone's disgusted. And yeah, I feel horrified. like that's the genesis of your hate for meat off the bone. You want to know something? I uh, want to know an ironic response to that is that actually looks good. Like the way they're eating it and <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff. Like Ribs are great. It doesn't look bad the way they're eating it. And it's funny because Man at Arms looks at her and he goes, don't think when you're hungry. Right. And I was like, that's, that's a good point. It's a good um, Eat that baby if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man at Arms has seen some shit. Yeah, yeah Man, Man at Arms was also in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in this movie was in korea <laughs> everyone's in their like military uniforms and he's wearing that like drab silver like gray armor shooting laser beams <laughs> fucking into the dmz oh, right i gotta address my favorite line in the entire film um which is when um it's in the very beginning when skeletor is talking about his plan to kill the sorceress and man at arms says you dare threaten her life and skeletor says i dare anything i'm skeletor <laughs> yes <laughs> He's got a point. He's yeah. <laughs> look at where he is right now. Yeah, he's like, look, you're calling Cannot me Skeletor. Yeah. Everybody's calling me Skeletor. I can get away with pretty much anything. I don't know if you know this, right. but I that, have the sorceress. Was, yeah, that was eighty percent of my plan was yeah. getting you all to agree to call me Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> he knows branding, man. Yeah, that's a that, man that knows branding. Is it supposed to be? A skull, because it looks like a ru- like it's rubbery when he talks, and I know that's just it's, because it's unavoidable for the effects. He's supposed, but, yeah, he's supposed to be a skull. I yeah, mean, I, I could get into the canon. I could get into yeah. the canon of Masters of the Universe if you, if you want. If you must. We talk about how he's Keldor, who was uh, sure. King Randor's brother, I believe. So he's actually He Man's uncle, I think. Right. Doesn't matter. Incestuous. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the version of it where he's just a guy in a skull mask. Yeah, because that's crazy. I, if you ask me, I am obsessed with the fact that Frank Langella did this. Yeah, and there's a great he's interview, and like, he loved it. He's it's Dude, Frank, he's, he's Frank Langella dressed like a, a member of Guar, basically. He, yeah, he didn't. He, here's what he wanted too. Uh, there's an interview with him where he talks about. It. He's like, I was sitting in the gym every day. I looked fucking great <laughs> at this time, and he's like, I was pushing costuming to like show off my arms and my chest and stuff and they like he's like you know because like you see skeletor and you know he's wearing these and like they wanted him to be more of like a like a sorceressy a sorcerer menace kind of a thing they wanted him to be more regal and he was like really sad about it (laughs) because like frank langella wanted to beefcake up the role yeah and i think yeah he he should have yeah yeah i want i i wanted to see him like a dolph size yeah i feel like they leaned a little too hard into hey here's your new star wars like the it like the theme well, music is like it sounds like a Star Wars B side. 
Yeah, but if one of those Japanese uh, synthesizers did it. Right. <laughs> I would argue the opening credits felt like Superman. They were doing like Superman. Yeah, the theme is very close to Superman. Like it felt, I, I can see why this probably failed at the time because I think it was a, trying to be a lot of things that already existed. Yeah. It had the Back to the Future vibe. It had Star Wars vibe. Um, if this it was also made like butchered. today, though, I think it would get, it would people would yeah. love it. It got butchered by critics. Yeah, yeah, it is a solid eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But the fan crit, like the fan scores, it's at like eighty seven percent. Yeah, like most people that watch it, they're like, eh, it's all right, and it it's fine. In. Like, yeah, it's like, a fine movie. Like the redesign of He Man is good. Mm-hmm. Like Dolph Lundgren, I mean, He Man himself is not an overly fantastic character like he's no, always he's, actually, he's pretty boring looking. yeah when you look at all his friends and you're like that guy's got a mecha neck's got a, a mecha neck right what's his story <laughs> like, like i'd rather hear yeah what he's well they about. keep pushing that they're gonna Where's do ram uh, man yeah hmm. well you know you gotta stick in budget you can't make a guy with legs for springs running around like the juggernaut and all those other characters were probably coming because they plan to make this yeah. a franchise well there's a post credit scene is there? Yeah, Where Franklin Jello pokes his head up. And goes, he pokes his head up out of the, the center of the universe. Back. Oh, yeah, the, shit. the the next movie I read all this today was going to be called Masters of the Universe Cyborg. And then that's when they made Van Damme's Cyborg. And yeah, yes. Van Damme's Cyborg is made with all the same costumes and sets yeah. as what shit. this yeah. movie, the sequel to this movie yeah. was going to be made with. Yeah, it's the new Coke of the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is rolled in, and we're like, okay, now I am the sort of He-Man character. <laughs> Me in my furry silk underwear. Put, put the sword down, Skeletor. <laughs> Watch me. Um, it was gonna have a, it was gonna have Lockjaw in it. Trapjaw. It's Trapjaw. I'm sorry, Tom. It's Trapjaw. Jesus sorry. Christ, Tom. <sighs> Get together. Hey, At Trapjaw. The time he was Lockjaw. Was he? Was no, it? Like. I, I thought so. No, I mean, that- no, the character's name was Trapjaw. Uh, Lockjaw was a the uh, teleporting dog in the Marvel universe. It's also um, isn't it the thing you get when you get like tetanus? Yes. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why they changed his name. Cool to cool jaw. I don't know. I might mm. be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, he's always been um, Trapjaw in my in my head canon. I feel like Tom might be right. I'm on. I remember it, it as Lockjaw. I think I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Copy that. Because that was, I fucking loved Lockjaw. And I, yeah, I think it was Lockjaw. I mean, okay, but if I'm right. What do you get? What do you get if you're right? $30,000. Okay. Wow. That's 10000 each that mm-hmm. we got to come up off of. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. deal with it, bro. Or if you and Tom come up with 15000 um, each. That's a wait, lot of we money. We have to pay? Well, I thought just Tom has to pay. That's fine, too. Just okay. so long as I don't have to pay. Yeah, we each get. Tapped. He's inspired by Jaws from James Bond, by the way. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, he's always been Trap Jaw. Hmm. Well, so who won? I guess this podcast is fucking over. Yeah, yeah wow. this is this is it. This is a disgrace. It's all over. Um, this movie. I, I'm trying to think of a modern comparison, and I want to say it's not. This is not a fair comparison quality wise, but like the Tom Cruise Mummy, the way it was received now. Where if you watch the Tom Cruise Mummy, it's like, oh, I, you're trying to be this and you're trying to be this, and you're working off of this property, and like we see everything you're trying to do. Yeah, it's like that, but better. Where that I can see at the time people looking at this and being like, nah, fuck, fuck all of that. Yeah, that the the um, 80s were a time when like there it wasn't what we are now. Our movie landscape is is nothing even comparable. Right, like effects wise, and and you know the number of films being put out. 
like movie theaters. I mean, these multiplexes. This is a, a yeah. They like, didn't exist. Yeah, like we weren't. Yeah. To, I went to a twin cinema, so like you had two options. Yeah, the the landmark cinemas in Peoria was the one I went to, and they had maybe five or six theaters, and that was the big one in town. Yeah, but I think just time now, like the the distance, like watching this now, not thinking about that stuff. I don't know. It was damn entertaining. Like, I, I get why it didn't do well at the time. Yeah. Well, because... And it, it, it really like deviates no from the source material, yeah. which people didn't so like. Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't... Again, having uh, the distance yeah. from it, where it's like, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. You that know, like, that yeah. feels like a criticism that the people this movie was made for wouldn't actually care about. Because mm-hmm. well, I, I, I know when I was 11 and seeing it in theaters, I wasn't like, hey, yeah. this isn't like the cartoon at all. I was well, like, I was oh. <laughs> like, and I, I was I was a pretty little kid when this this happened. I was, I think, six when this movie came out, maybe yeah. younger. I was I had just turned six because it was Christmas of uh, it was 87 of 87. Yeah. Hmm. OK, so I was even younger. Um. So I, w- I was like this movie, I might actually like this movie more as an adult than I did as a kid. Because as a kid, I was just so thrown by the fact that it had nothing to do with the cartoon. It had barely any of the characters I recognized in right. it. I was like, what is this? I know. It's funny when you look at the people from that were making the movie talk about it. And they're like, I don't think people understand like what we could and couldn't have done. Like, mm-hmm. like they had to go through so many revisions through Mattel. Cause like their first drawing, like the first of like, here's what he man would look like. There's like blood dripping from the sword. <laughs> and the people <laughs> at Mattel were like screeching. I want to see that version though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just running through people. Yeah. Fighting Skeletor, but it's James Earl Jones and they like a weird it. bangs wig. <laughs> His wig is so good, man. His cone- it's so powerful. James Earl Jones and Conan is just the most hilarious looking person. The look on his face during that whole movie is a look of a man who knows exactly what wig is on his head. Where he's yeah. like, I'm going <laughs> to fucking use this. Can't wait till they turn me into a giant snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. This, uh, so I, like, this movie is very dear to me because it does sort of. I remember begging my grandparents at the time because we were staying with them when it was to, like, let us go to that movie. My grandmother was like, no. Mm. I'm absolutely not going to do that. Uh, but I remember, like, I it, like it brings back the six-year-old memories, too. And I was stoked on the movie when it came out, because it looks great. Yeah. And, like, kids are relatively dumb. Like, they're not, like, oh, subtleties terrible, of plot yeah. are not exactly, like, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's just more like, oh, these these teens are on the run, and He-Man's here to help. And you think about it, and it's like, it's kind of a unique way of doing it, yeah. too. It's yeah, it's not the worst idea to make it different from what the cartoon was. Seeing this with zero nostalgia, I was just like, yeah, I don't see what the big deal was. This seems this seems good. Like, I don't think you're getting any pushback on this episode. Um, Yeah, I thought it was rewatching it again. It's it's a fine movie. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You're trash. It's fine. It's true. It's fine. I love it. I, I I unironically enjoy. Okay. Watching the movie. I mean, there are some parts where le- there's like the flying disc battles where you're just oh, like. Oh, that stuff is so great. It, it's You're just looking there and you're being like, this is. Right. This is pre hoverboard technology. So those guys are riding around like, yeah, man, we look awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you look like action figures. <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
when Dolph Lundgren jumps on one of those and it's sputter, puttering around, like I was really like picturing him like looking over and talking to the race, like, so this is going to look good, right? right. Like, this is going to look cool. They're like, they're going to say, they said that as cool as it could for this time. Yeah. That's a lot of actors. Yeah. Just given a lot of trust. Kirstie Alley's in this. That's Kirstie Alley, right? No, it's no, not. that's not. I Kirstie thought Alley. that was, but Evil it's Lynn. Not, yeah. it's, it's, Evil Lynn looks oh, exactly like Kirstie Alley. Yeah, it's that's a woman from They Live, Dave. Really? Yeah, she looks exactly like fucking Kirstie Alley in this. Yeah, she I just does. accepted it because it was one of those times where I was like, yeah, sure, I guess she could. Courtney Cox is in this. I'm willing to believe anything at this point. Jesus. Yeah, Evil Lynn roll it up and uh, and and it, just basically she's just like a middle manager. Yeah. 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 She she didn't. She didn't seem necessary, but I was glad she was there. Yeah. I like that thing where she's like got that memory gun that like shows what happened in a place because they're like, oh, "Oh, we were outnumbered. And then she's like more like outclassed because she's watching video of He-Man beating the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Remember when they're fighting in the remember they fought in the gym. Yes. Like and it's kind of kind of all right. It's all kind of all right. It's it's. I don't yeah, know. I it's, liked all that. I liked all yeah, of there's the no, interactions yeah. on Earth. Ammonia in the face. I mean, that was the ammonia was in the face was amazing. Uh-huh. Then the run around alleyways, like everything looked like an '80s music video for a while. Yeah. It was just yeah. smoke and, and, and chain link. chased by demons and a and a hard nosed gumshoe, <laughs> right? And, a, and, a, and a, a mean cop. Yeah, everybody's under arrest. <laughs> Trying to arrest everybody. I wanted just a shotgun blast to that uh, gnome guy. To what's his name? To Gwildor. Gwildor. Yeah, I want I wanted a, his, I want a prison movie with all of these <laughs> characters in yeah, an Amer- in the them. American justice system, just Courtroom wrecking drama. shop in he, Rikers Island. He man accidentally killing several humans because he fucking, doesn't know his strength. I, I love the idea of. This magical world coming to our world and us being like so much be- eased, like better yeah. than them. <laughs> Where like the shotguns all it takes. I want to see He Man and Skeletor on trial. <laughs> just like Skeletor just- still got the bullet wound with like a <laughs> like a like a patchy X yeah. uh, like patch on it. You know, I will be representing myself. <laughs> Turns right over to He Man. <laughs> he Man. I will be represented by Gwildor. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is funny to see Dolph Lundgren sort of try to land these lines. Yeah. Because he's got a mouthful of marbles when he's like, we have to make sure Gwildor is okay. They did a good job at not making it too much about him. Like, I forgot. He didn't t- He didn't distract me from the movie. It's a. It's the teenagers. But yeah, it would it's mainly Courtney Cox. It was really smart of them to be like, we need a relatable character. Because none of these people make any sense. That's, it's, it's what they did with like Transformers with Shia LaBeouf, where they're like they knew we had to God, get like he's so, somebody. He's so great in those movies. He is. I am one hundred. Shia LaBeouf is amazing in the first Transformers movie. Yeah, he, he's probably, or at least that character is the only reason that succeeds. Because they knew like if we follow all these giant robots, um, nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. yeah, that's the, the. There's a great line in that where. Like it's like the the slapsticky Transformers in the yard move, and the right. parents are knocking on the door, and she's like, "Why are you all filthy?" And he goes, "I'm a child. I'm, I'm a child. I'm a teenager." Right. <laughs> it's just like such a great delivery of mm-hmm. that line, which is such a great line. Remember when we stood in line to try and meet him? Yeah. And we made it about forty five minutes, and then we were Why like, "Why didn't fuck. you?" Meet we ordered a pizza. We ordered a pizza and gave it to the rest of the people in line and got the fuck out of there. Explain the situation. It was on me. Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Was it? It was on kidding. some holiday. 
Yeah. Sadder and sadder. It was when he was doing that art installation where you could just go stand in line and talk to Shia LaBeouf for a couple minutes. And he got, he, remember he got like sexually assaulted? Supposedly, During yeah. that, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and that was Jeff. That yeah. was actually that was Jeff that did that. Yeah, it was uh, no, extreme. Yeah. Extreme. What, um, at what point when you're waiting in line to meet Shia LaBeouf, do you realize like... I've You've invested waited too long. Well, yeah, it's that question of like, are you pot committed? Did you invest too, enough time that you're like, we have to see this through? No. Nope. Like where you were at a crossroads, right? Where no, you're we're like, just like, wait, this would be a gas. Yeah. yeah. But then you waited 45 minutes and did you ever feel like, well, I have to see this through now. There was no, because at one point when we were in line, they started implying that no one was going to get through. They were like, it's, yeah, it's like a four hour wait and it closes in three hours. We were like, bye, bitches. Yeah. All right. Later. So Shia's going to be in the next He-Man. Yeah, Shia. Would it have killed them? I get that Dolph Lundgren was hot at the time because of Rocky IV. But would it have killed them to just maybe cast someone who could talk? You can't. But he's He-Man. Like, what actor at the time would have done that? I don't know. Someone who, yeah. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I'm coming for you, Skeletor. (laughs) Tell you something, Skeletor, brother. When I face you in a steel cage at WrestleMania. <laughs> Just watching Hulk Hogan beat the shit out of Frank Langella. <laughs> yeah. These pythons from Eternia. You live in Snake Mountain, but I got two pythons, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that Snake Mountain got a mention. Yeah, man. They, 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 I they love... mentioned Snake Mountain. I also like how they start the movie with a matte painting. Yes. Like zooming into a matte painting. I'm like, yeah. that's not what you're supposed to do with those paintings. No. You don't want to zoom into that. <laughs> the matte paintings in this, they look good in the sense that they're good art, but they do not look good as matte paintings. Like, no. Right. They look like album art. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, it's a D.O. album. Iron art. Maiden. Yeah. He-Man versus Eddie. <laughs> You have to take out Eddie with Wilda. <laughs> um, man, like, I, I'm, I was – the one thing that I didn't really enjoy, the one thing that they could have done and they didn't was the Man-at-Arms and Tila outfits. And I'm not saying that they had to go with the toys because Tila basically wears what is essentially a one-piece bathing suit with a full-on snake armor that goes – it's like a chest plate. Huh. Yeah. It, she looks like she's wearing catcher's gear just around her – her yeah, bathing suit area, and then but Man at Arms wore that yeah, like yellow armor with that like kind of rain catcher thing that if it rained it would just drown him, right? <laughs> and that weird helmet, that helmet's that, weird. It's a strange. Would have been nice to see that though. That's all I'm saying. Right. Those two were like they're the two that's like dressed like space marines. In this. Yeah, yes. it's a weird choice to have them yeah. just be wearing. They're like, a strange ensemble altogether. Yeah, again, they really look like people who like are having lunch. On at a studio, yeah, and they're all working on different movies. Yeah, yeah they look like they met during a traumatic experience and yeah. bonded over that, and they've just been friends ever since. Yeah, because there's like the age groups are different, and like, and then they got the little gnome guy, and like, they just none of them seem like they would hang out. Well, it's it's like the Fellowship of the Rings. It's like Lord of the Rings when they're all like, yeah. "Hey, we're all weird." It is, it is exactly like Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. They're basically the same movie. It's the same film. The I honestly couldn't, I couldn't tell you which one I just watched. <laughs> the key must be returned to Eternia. Oh. I'll go with you, Guildo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> this could have benefited from an Ian McKellen 
They need to make this again. I am Skeletor. <laughs> they are making this again. Are they, they are, yeah. yeah. Threatening oh, to make Jesus. this again for a yeah, while. I think James Wan was connected to it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think 2021 is the next hmm. reported release date for a Masters of the Universe movie. This does feel like one where there's just there's no one like demanding this exist. So like oh, it, the studio is sort of just like, I guess we should make masters of the universe. Time like, for yeah. he's a time for he man again. Yeah. He's yeah. Time. Like, this, I mean, when you look at how much money transformers movies make, you mm-hmm. should fucking go for it, man. Nostalgia. Oh yeah. Nostalgia oh, for sure. Well, G. G. It feels like it's on a back burner right now. He man yeah. deserves a good movie. Yeah. GI Joe, the GI Joe retaliation is a very good movie. It it's also, good. Yeah. I enjoy it. I don't think it hit though, right? Like No, it didn't it, because the first it, one was not, so bad. It definitely didn't hit by Transformers. Yeah. It's it's uh that one was directed by the 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 step up guy. Who's the guy that okay. he's like huge oh the Crazy Nick Rich Cannon. Asians guy. Who, who directed Crazy Rich Asians? Oh. Was I don't that? know. Wow, we're all racist. Oh yeah. I do know who made this one because I looked them up and I think it's the writer, the director, they also wrote <laughs> The Terminator uh, and Jurassic Park ride videos, like when you go to Universal Studios. Wow! And there's like the video, like the tra- Terminator through time thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, not much else, but um, they did I mean, their share of those videos you watch at theme park rides. So that's cool. John Chu was the director of GI Joe Two Retaliation. Oh, okay. And they did a great job of adapting that. It's probably, in my opinion, the most faithful adaptation of an 80s property. And I think he was connected to the reboot of Masters of the I Universe. I think, yeah, when I said point. James Wan, I think yeah. I was yeah. being racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, John Chu, I actually picked him up when I was a, an Uber driver. How is he? Um, he was a really nice guy. I picked, him up at, uh, I picked him up at J.J. Abrams' Christmas party. Huh. And uh, I was like, oh, your, your director, is there anything you've seen that I should check out? And he's like, ah, oh, my last movie you probably wouldn't care it's called gi joe retaliation and i was like bitch i was like can i say that the mountain scene was fantastic and clearly invocative uh invoked the gi joe number 21 all silent issue and i really loved that and he goes are you shitting me right now and i was like no i fucking love that movie he's like well i guess i got the right driver oh, okay good i was uh, did he quietly like go for the handle no, of the car no he was like <laughs> just fucking he was out. all in he told me that channing he killed channing tatum as a favor to channing tatum uh, to get him out of the contract of the movie because nice. he didn't want to do those movies, but the studio forced him to. That's true. And so he was a friend of Channing Tatum and just fucking murdered him like right away just so he could help his buddy out. Just to do him a solid. Yeah. Nice. Like how great of a move is that? Yeah. And it's, it's clear. I mean, they went back and did reshoots and it's clear that they added more scenes between him and The Rock that are just pure comedy. Yeah, buddy. Oh man! So how about Masters of the Universe? Though? How about that Masters of the Universe? I mean, it's fine. It's it means a lot to me. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to: is that this movie means a lot to me. Well, that makes me like it less. <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I hate I'm, it. Now. I'm glad you brought it because I never would have watched it otherwise. I love just how easy it is to watch. It's yeah, so, like I, easy to get a hold of. <laughs> I'm legitimately stunned you haven't seen it before, Dave. I don't know why. I just never. I. I. I mean, I. I played with the toys like my neighbor had them, and I would play. I would. He like he had all the cool toys. What a so great toy line too. But they it's never. The best. I never had like an attachment to it otherwise, so I just never fucking. I never saw it. They were the best size. They were a great size. Yeah. Well, they because they were funny because all the action figures of the '70s were like they referred to them as like kind of wimpy looking. 
Mm-hmm. And so they were huh. like, they wanted a beefy, muscular, bodybuilder right. style. So they went with a person named He-Man. They, I mean, they yeah. were like, it landed. And, yeah. and every, all, I guess all these other people were like, so it's not like the real name. That's like your placeholder name. And they're like, no, that's the real fucking name. Now we're going with He-Man. I can't go back to Star Wars no dumber than Skywalker. Like, it's yeah. all... It's all crazy bullshit. Skywalker's so like, all right. It was yeah, supposed but I'm to just be saying, Star Killer. Yeah, it's all this. It's that's all right too. I guess it's it's with fantasy sci-fi. It's like it's all the same ridiculous stuff. So yeah, yeah. It, it calling really him, comes down calling to how him charismatic is still going to be dumb. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yes. It's it's about how char- charismatic the world is. So I guess I own a He-Man animation cell. Okay. Uh, on Easter morning, did I ever tell you the story of when my brother stabbed me as a child? <laughs> I don't think so. so Do e- go on. Easter morning, uh, I was about three, I'm guessing, and my uh, parents had uh, bought Easter baskets for us, and, and each one had an action figure, a Masters of the Universe toy in it. Okay. Um, they did not label the baskets. There was just two baskets. <sighs> one of the action figures was Clawful, who was the evil lobster man. Yeah. He looked really cool. And the other one was Tila, who was the <laughs> girl. And I was a kid. I was three. He was five. And we were arguing over it. My brother took a pen and stabbed me, like, right in, like, the, <laughs> my trap muscle. The, the, when you're three, do you have traps? Sure. Uh, and, like, tattooed me. Did you have it coming? No, but I did win the – I did get – Clawful by, by DQ. <laughs> I, won the ma- I won the match by I DQ. was awarded Clawful by DQ. Yeah. So I got that. But I, so then I'm like, I'm, I love Clawful, that character. So I have a panel. I have a, an animation cell of Clawful from the nice. cartoon. I also have a Masters of the Universe Modulock. Uh, that was the one that you would build. He's the guy that came in pieces and you mm-hmm. can put him together however you want. Uh, mint on card. Mm. Uh, ooh. Ooh. And then just a bunch of like, I Masters of the Universe is just in it. It indicates to me just like probably like the height of my happiness. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to be as happy as I was when I would like look at an, an, a new Masters of the Universe. Is That's it? kind of the same for me because my dad lost his job when I was nine, and our entire life changed after that. And yeah. up to that point, I could afford toys. Yeah, and it was great. So is this pure nostalgia for you guys? Is there kind of? I mean, I, that peppers it, I'm sure, really well. Yeah, yeah. But like as adults, is there anything about the, the story or the the figures the, the, that you appreciate of the ca- oh of the 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 property? Yeah, like removing I yourself like the, emotionally from. I them. mean, I like how they created something sort of as like a, they needed to fix their fucking boner of yep. Star Wars. And so yep. they created this universe where the characters were designed really well. Like, I, like it's hard to get just how many characters... Like, in G.I. Joe, like, I loved G.I. Joe, too, but it was always just a different dude in a costume. Sure. Yeah. And Masters of the Universe, it's like, here's a guy who's a robot that can stretch all of his legs out, and here's a guy who's just a dude filled with guns. Yeah, G.I. Joe's just had jobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was like, like oh, here, here's, here's barbecue. He's a he's a an I, Boston Irish fireman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were just soldiers. Yeah. Like Masters of the Universe, everything was like they were just crazy looking. And then when you got into like the Horde, who even though they were based out of the Shira cartoon, they were in the Masters of the Universe toy canon. Um and you got these like amazing looking toys doing crazy shit. It was so cool. There was Mosquito, and it was a fucking bodybuilder with like his logo there, 
and he was a mosquito, like a cyborg mosquito head. He had a pump, a button on the back, and if you pumped it, fucking blood would flow. Yep. Oh shit! I think I remember his chest. that one. Yeah, and it was fucking amazing. That's pretty sweet. There was yeah. a guy drag store, and he had a, he was just like a dude. He looked like a, kind of like a he looked like a drag racer kind of a thing. But like a, if a monster was a drag racer, and he had a wheel on his stomach, and you'd put a ripcord in, and you'd pull it, and you'd drop him, and he'd fucking bowl through all your He-Man guys. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking cool. They had the Dragon Walker. The Dragon Walker was an uh, was a vehicle that was a dragon on a track, and then it would move forward on the track, and then when it hit the end, the track would lift up, turn, drop, and then it would continue moving forward. That's pretty great. These are toys to, like that are seemingly designed by kids. Like, they're designed by people who fucking love toys. They're definitely des- yeah, yeah, they're definitely designed yeah. with kids in mind. Yeah, oh, exactly. Sure. Spidor, which-, which was like a giant, a giant spider that you'd turn on and it would walk. Right. And that was a fucking vehicle you'd put Skeletor in. Imagine you yeah, see you Skeletor, would. you're like, that's scary. It's like, watch him get in his giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that is, in my opinion, like, pound for pound. Like, the Star Wars Kenner toys are dog shit mm-hmm. they're not good toys yeah um masters of the universe is just fucking great and gi joe is great too transformers are cool on design but they're i was never a big transformer transformers guy. were always too expensive for me yeah yeah, yeah they, they were, were pretty, pretty costly you we know, got like uh, a transformer a year yeah yeah, yeah gi joes were three bucks and, and yeah, transformers were like nine gi joe he-man toys were relatively cheap too yeah he-man and uh, yeah he-man and ninja turtles right around that three dollar yeah, mark three, i remember yeah i remember like yeah 397 or something mm. like that like one of those but i remember and those those late ones the late stage ones uh, like the king randor and the sorceress and and shit and the mosquito they're worth a fuck ton of money scare glow scare glow is worth a shitload <laughs> bro we're all just sort of nodding <laughs> sorry yeah oh i blacked out yeah Yo, um, Sideshow makes He-Man stuff, and I like so I'll like walk through and I'll look, and it's just like there's a Skeletor on, sna- on like a like a big wrapped up purple snake, but the snake's mouth is open and there's fucking lava pouring out of it, oh, and nice. it looks just so incredible. It's like I I like steal it. I, I, I yeah. Why don't you steal, wanna, steal it? Yeah. There's so many cameras there, but they have like a nostalgia. They have a nostalgia wall, and they have. They have a Ninja Turtles set that is designed by the guy who did the dragons from uh, Game of Thrones. So that guy designed and sculpted Ninja Turtles. So they look like awesome but terrifying. Right. There's a Voltron where even if you look under all the all the armor, you can see that the the guy that sculpted it made all of the working parts, even though it was never going to be seen. Huh. It's fucking rad, man. Jeez. I wish I could afford anything that they do. (laughs) You can afford paying someone to steal from them that's yeah that's tough but that's well within your budget yeah all right well now i know you heard it here folks yeah yeah <laughs> i've got the inside track ladies and gentlemen but like he-man stuff is still like a market it's still like the the maddie collector and the and the he-man classics is still going and they're still insanely popular yeah and that's rare for stuff from that era we just we did a episode of the 90s sucked about baseball cards and, like all baseball uh, cards from the 80s and 90s are just worthless garbage yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah, because they produce too many of them. Yeah. And yeah, for stuff like this to still be worth something, that's that's cool. I mean, yeah. massively so. And, and still selling and still being created and produced. There are still comics being made. Like they make comics for that all the time. Yeah, they should they should make another movie. I think they would get a surprising turnout. As long yeah. as the movie's good, yeah. yeah. It'll be 
They'll fucking kill, man. And that's I'd watch that shit. And that's one of those things where they can say, no, this could be our our blank, our Harry Potter, our Lord of the Rings. Like if we do it right. Right. Because you got to remember yeah. that that He-Man's alter ego is a teenager. Well, okay. Prince Eric. Prince Adam, baby. Adam, baby. Adam, that's right. Prince Adam. Eric is the... Uh, Prince Eric fucks mermaids, mermaid. bro. Can they... Can it be their Harry Potter? Because is it serious enough? Like, I, I was thinking it could be maybe their Transformers, because... Oh, yeah, it could definitely be their Transformers. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, like, making... Harry Potter, people will watch those and really, like, get emotionally invested in the characters. Whereas Transformers is about robots fighting for the universe, but they, it's making enough money because it's fun and it's crazy. I guess it's how like, you write that, it. Uh, yeah, that, that, like, can, that, that Bumblebee can it was written? pretty good, actually. Yeah, Bumblebee, Bumblebee was great. Bumblebee was amazing. Yeah, it took them a while to realize that they could do that. Yeah. But, like, I'm guessing – that's why I'm wondering with He-Man where it's, like, could they introduce a He-Man into the world that's, like, like Logan or Bumblebee? Mm-hmm. I feel like they would have to go for ridiculous and fun immediately. I would want him to go ridiculous. I want and like fun. a James Gunn him because I feel like like that would work really well. I think. Yeah, I feel like CGI and things like that have progressed enough that there could be a more faithful version. It'd be like a Ragnarok of Master. Yeah, of the a Universe. Ragnarok. Yeah, I would be all for that. Like but I've... it has to be Dolph Lundgren again. Yeah, yeah it's oh, got to yeah. be Dolph Lundgren again 100%. and Frank Langella. Oh yeah, yeah. Just get who? Who cares? He's yeah. eighty-one years old. That's the perfect age That's to be fine. Skeletor. Yeah, for Lee was having uh, lightsaber duels at the time. You know, Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should see our skills with a lightsaber. <laughs> wow, someone wrote those for you words for you to say, and you just rolled with it, Chris. <laughs> he owned it. I mean, that's he the man of shitty I mean, scripts he, yeah. he stopped asking questions about the movies he was in during a the, long time during ago. the hammer films right mm. making those dog shit draculas <laughs> perhaps van helsing we should... yeah he no he knew what was that with a light same <laughs> 70s were weird time man yeah well uh i think that's a sewed that is yeah. a stop. <laughs> there it is we got it we got all all it's all out there we, we got the key. It. We did it, you guys. Uh, <laughs> the key. You can see this on YouTube. You don't even need Amazon Prime. You yeah. can literally watch this on YouTube. And you should watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's There's, a good movie, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's. I didn't mean great. It's wonderful for me. Sure. And a lot of you great. have seen it and you, you forgot about it. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. People forget about this. Yeah, thing. I had forgotten about it and was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how not cheesy and corny it looks. How mm-hmm. great the designs for the, those bounty. I can't get over, like, just the, the makeup for the Beastman and, and Korg and, and yeah. Saurad. Yeah. Um, they just yeah. look so good. Saurad looks so good. And they yeah, kill they him so good. fast. They do. He, do, he kind of, he's, he's like a Boba Fett. He looks awesome. He kind of sucks. And then he dies. His they toy shot out? sparks out of his mouth. Even Why? as a kid, I was like, "Is this legal?" <laughs> I don't think we. I, I don't think I should have this. Yeah, this seems like a toy I shouldn't have. If I mix him up with another He-Man guy, if I put him on drag store, that's just a big wheeled flame <laughs> I'm, hazard. I'm gonna burn a house down. <laughs> yeah, um, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing Masters of the Universe with us. There it is. I I feel very happy. Good. Mm. That I could share this with the three of you. Uh, what do you got to? What do you got to? What else do you got to share? What do you got to plug? You can check out Sideshow Sideshow with Jeff May uh, through Sideshow Collectibles. You can find that shit. Uh, also, yeah. uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is a show we do. That is a show. And then you can see me perform at Mint on Card at Blast from the Past, the uh, second Friday of every month. 
It was that mint on card, like action figures, mm-hmm. like He Man. Yeah. Action oh, is that what that means? Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. you. That I is what you. that is a reference to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, what do we got? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Tom. I wasn't prepared for this. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can check out some exclusive podcasts like the one that uh, Jeff mentioned. We also have one called Fox Mulder is a Maniac, which is uh, about Fox Mulder. It is. Yeah. It is. You, and, uh, yeah, we got some new shirt designs up at tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, including designs for both of those shows. Yes. So this check that correct. out. Yeah. 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 All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.